Welcome to the Making Laps Podcast. Hello and welcome to this edition of the Making Laps Podcast. I am your host, Brent Gleason. Alongside me is my co-host and brother, Jesse Gleason. Good evening, everyone. And with us on the line yet again is our Florida connection, Phil Jakes. What's up? Oh, Jesse almost played the wrong song on us here. Never get old. We're never going to stop doing it. With the proper guitar in the background. Proper guitar in the background? Yes. Mm-hmm. Is that for our YouTube audience? So, hello to our YouTube audience. In case you didn't know, you can't watch, you can't listen to the first part of our show because we play copyrighted music. We need right a graphic, there. like about here, that says, "Well, where's my play? Uh, miss <laughs> you from Blink One Eighty Two. Insert this for song. Our yeah, insert this song at one minute seventeen seconds. Now nah, they right? usually, yeah, we usually just start right there. But hello to our YouTube crowd. How are you? Uh, yeah. So we usually start the show off with personal updates. Now I've rebounded quite uh, quite well from the uh, issues that we had last week because we had the lightning strike at my house and I lost all my equipment and we didn't know until five minutes before the last show last week if you didn't already hear about it. But this week we are actually better than ever. Uh, I have my new laptop, I've got a new mixer, got uh, even put headphones in for once. So that's awesome. So no more feedback for us. We actually sound a little bit more professional, which is very difficult for us to do. So other than that, uh, I don't really have anything racing related to speak about. Uh, Is that Queen? I don't remember who that is. Is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Is that tying back to my uh, lightning strike? That is. Ah, okay. Just checking. Anyway, we don't have anything racing related today. I I literally went to Jesse's house and I changed the oil in the motor that in my engine that's in his car because I'm worried that it was leaking water into it. And it turns out that there wasn't water in it. I don't know where it's coming from, but whatever. It's all good now. So it's it'll fix itself. It seems to be. I mean, when we first put that engine together, it was not even running on more than four cylinders because it kept um, like fouling plugs or something. And we had to change all the plugs in the uh, pit at New Hampshire, and the thing was backfiring. It eventually started healing itself. I think it's just the rings coming back. That engine is a marvel of American ingenuity and hard work. It is. Okay. So stop worrying about it. It works great. I look at the oil pressure. Worry more about your Mexican pile of garbage. Hey, my Mexican pile of garbage still does 70 pounds of oil pressure down the straightaway. I'm fine with it. It's good because... I was that much. (laughs) Okay, I lied. Once I saw 70, but it's usually 60. That's because you taco-tuned it. You taco-tuned it by putting refried beans in the oil pump. If you consider seafoam to be refried beans, then yeah, I I accept that. Anyway, uh, I don't think Jesse has anything else to share for his personal updates. No, I I I had to be pulled off the road on Saturday because I was working too many hours. That's fair. And Phil, you actually have some updates. Why Phil don't we just let Phil? We oh, should have right. had Phil go first, but we'll save the best for last because he actually has updates. So go ahead. Yeah, well, 
we took the car to uh, Citrus County to shake it down and uh, get some laps. I've never run on a quarter mile before, so my first time there. And uh, didn't really go as we had hoped. I got laps, uh, but the car was just didn't want to run. Uh, I think we had too much power valve in it. Uh, probably my fault. So we cha- we're going to change that. But we also had a transmission issue. For some reason, the thing's leaking like a son of a bitch. So um going to take it down, have the transmission gone through this week. Trying to get back out there for the 31st for the race. But, I mean, overall, the car handled pretty decent. If I would stop overdriving the corner, I was trying to drive it to Tampa going in turn three. So... Yeah, well, you're going to do that when it's underpowered. You know, the car is going to yeah, handle well, a little better. And... Yeah, and I was undergeared also. Um, we, we're going to change the gear. We're going to go to 597 gear on the thing. Uh, and hopefully I'll be hitting the chip a little sooner and have a better reference point for where I need to lift. Because uh, I was I was overdriving really, really bad. But all the work I did on the brakes, mint. Okay, so it stops, but it just doesn't go. Yeah, it... As soon as you touch the the throttle, it's just flat. So we'll we'll figure it out. It's just part of learning a new car. This carburetor is the same carburetor we had on the limited sportsman at Thompson. So just gotta work it out and figure out what it wants for a different kind of package. Yeah, that's fair. Yep, you're gonna need somebody with a flow bench. That would be helpful if you had a if you had somebody with a flow bench. It would be way better to tune that carburetor with. Joe's Joe's guy is right down the road from me that uh, he gets parts from usually, so we may end up taking it down there uh, if we can't figure it out here this time. But I think I think it'll be a lot better. Once we got a couple things figured out at the track the other day, it ran better. It was just loading itself up after a few laps, so I think taking some power valve out of it will help. I Man, I don't know. I'm not a carburetor guy, but I don't, it would... For me, it would take a lot for a power valve to really upset a car, but it could. I mean, I'm not saying it's not gonna. You blow one out, you're not, you're gonna notice it. So yeah, it could be. Yeah. Who knows? I'm not like I said. I'm not a carb guy. I'm not gonna pretend that I know anything about those things. They're just uh, magic and calculated leaks. That's literally all yeah. they are. It's a controlled leak. <laughs> it's a controlled leak. Yeah. Yeah. But well, it, and we're, we're over jetted too, for sure, compared to what everybody else is running. So we're changing that as well. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, from GM, they tell you what jet to run, and it's, like, seven sizes more than what you probably should. I probably shouldn't tell anybody that, but, like, if you wash the cylinders down, you're going to have to be buying a new motor, so don't do that. Yeah, we're changing the oil because of it. I just don't want to take any chances. I can't afford a new motor right now. No, I wouldn't want to. But anyway, um, so when's your next race that you're going to attempt, at least? July 31st uh, 31st at Citrus is going to be the next race with the wheelman sportsman series so will that um, be available to subscribers on speed 51 it will it'll be on speed 51 um to subscribers it's not a pay race so uh anybody can go watch it so if as you're long a as subscriber. we can make it to, yeah as long as we can make <laughs> it to practice that friday and everything goes well and i'm not a complete weapon um we'll we'll, we'll try and run the race I mean, as soon as you get next to somebody, then you turn into a weapon. But, I mean, that's just, we'll gloss over that anyway. Run, run them into East Thompson. Or Tampa, wherever you are. Anyway, I think we should start the show off uh, on the down note. 
Because if you, if anybody here follows social media, which if you're a race fan, I'm sure you've got social media all over you, you know, for your all your interests and such. But uh, anybody following heard of the death of a young man named Caleb Crouch? Uh, he was a 17 year old micro sprint racer from Texas. He was racing at Super Bowl Speedway in Greenville, Texas, when his car flipped. He was knocked unconscious and trapped in the car when it caught fire. Uh, he was trapped in there for three to four minutes, and he succumbed to his injuries two days later. Now, this should raise safety concerns, and obviously sending condolences out to his friends, family, and loved ones, but uh, this should raise the safety concerns of everyone, and uh, they should have a good hard look at the safety crew at their local track. Would you guys not agree? Well, I, not only the safety crew, but proper safety equipment, too. I mean, I don't know exactly what he had for safety gear inside the car. He seemed to have but, a lot of good stuff. I've seen pictures of the kid, and he had Simpson suit and, you know, nice helmet and stuff. So They have the Doug Wolfgang yeah. shutoff valve in those cars. I don't even know. Micro it's sprints, just, I have no idea. I mean, in, in sprint cars and in, in World of Battle cars, the, the Doug Wolfgang, his career was pretty much over when he was burned up pretty bad in a fire in 1990, 92, I mean. And uh, after that, they instituted a fuel shutoff valve so that fuel wouldn't get into the car at the event of a rollover or kind of crash. Mm-hmm. So I'm yeah. just wondering if they trickled those things down into the micro sprints, but... Yeah, mm, I mean, guess not. E- even me down here in Florida, I have a three-layer suit, I wear a head sock, I wear SFI socks, like undershirt i do everything i can because fire is the most terrifying thing in a race car to me oh yeah definitely but i think the overwhelming concern that comes out of this is the fact that he was even in that car for three to four minutes yeah that's not good yeah what do they have super soakers or something as as far as safety equipment i mean what are you doing i i don't know but three to four minutes is excusable I mean, more than 30 seconds is inexcusable, but three to four minutes is unconscionable. That is just an unbelievably long amount of time to be in a car on fire. And I mean, it's, again, I, I took a look around at what we race at, like, in the not Connecticut just, tracks. Not like, on fire, but we're talking about a child. Yeah, literally a child. <laughs> a child that was, I'm laughing because of nervousness, nervous laughter, not because it's funny. Well, no, I think I think it's more of a uh, you just can't understand you know, why just, it worked that it's way. Like, how, yeah, how do you how do you be that careless with when there's children racing in basically a bomb, essentially? But any race car can become a bomb if it's you know hit the right way. But um, three to four minutes. I mean, we were all raising the flag when Johnny Sauter couldn't you know didn't have a safety truck next to him within a minute and a half. You know, and he yeah. wasn't, he, well, he was a little on fire, but not bad. And uh, this was a NASCAR truck series event, and a minute and a half is inexcusable. And for them to be at a small racetrack like this that runs micro sprints, let's be fair, micro sprints don't race on big tracks. And for them to not be able to get somebody out of a car in three to four minutes, minutes, like, that's a, a, unbelievable. I mean, I'm trying to not be negative about racetracks but man if you have a safety crew that doesn't have either the equipment training or know-how to get somebody out of a car within seconds then you're not a safety crew well uh, unfortunately too not every place in the country is like connecticut where you know state police kind of mandate everything that needs to go on down there or up there rather um and they have phone systems and 
well-trained safety crews like down here you've seen what they have at new smyrna that's this is one of the reasons that i do not race at new smyrna regularly i've seen pictures of cars that are just burnt to the ground there because they do not have adequate safety equipment or safety crews for what can happen yeah, we've seen it happen during the world series we've seen guys back it into the wall and their car burns to the ground and the infamous picture of a guy standing there with a garden hose yep infamous those, picture those little silver fire bottles they they run around with with water in them throw those things in the garbage or Get put an foam in them foam truck yeah do do the right thing stop being cheap because people's lives are are worth more than money yeah i mean it's just on un- i can't say enough how unbelievable it is that that even happens nowadays because the technology is available and any race promoter or track owner worth their salt is going to know hey maybe we should have adequate safety equipment there i mean i was watching not to get completely off well it's not really off topic it's kind of on topic but i was watching the live stream from the cletus mcfarland channel and he had spectator drags and he had literally a full safety truck there with firefighters and EMTs and ambulances and stuff for spectator drags. I'm like, damn, yep. even he knew enough to get that much safety equipment down there because that's the right thing to do. But when you got a racetrack that has probably a guy standing in a corner with a red bottle of fire extinguisher and it's like, well, that's extinguished. Now I don't have anything left. And they just throw their hands in the air. What are you supposed to do? Well, I mean, you know, the the promoter, it's not, they have the same hubris as a race car driver. Ah, it's not going to happen here. Ah, it's not going to happen here. I would. They ex- don't happen here at this racetrack. Blah blah blah. Meanwhile, he's this- gonna he's not going to spend the money, you know, and just go in the back room and count the extra money he's saving. There's some tracks that don't even have a staffed ambulance on on site during events. That's unacceptable to me. There should be two minimum. Yeah. Yeah. You how know? backwards is that? That's I incredible. mean. Let's let's I mean, take a let's take a look at the examples that have been set in this state, like in Connecticut. We have three great short tracks in this state, and we also have three great safety crews on each track. Yes, we do. Stafford has one, maybe two ambulances on site. They have guys with extinguishers on every corner. They have them lined up on pit road, and they have their own at least minimum fire truck there at all times with response vehicles all over the place every wrecker has fire extinguishers everybody's training them so then you go to thompson thompson has east thompson fire department they have at least a quick response vehicle which is a utv with like a stretcher and a bunch of extinguishers on them they had um a pumper truck one or two ambulances they had all sorts of stuff capable of handling a major fire event and back in the day they had the greatest response person of all time jesse who was that ben dodge correct ben dodge was yes <laughs> ben dodge is an absolute legend in the rescue community because anybody remember when that pro stock flipped over and turned one and caught fire who was the first person there ben dodge ben dodge golf cart. <laughs> in a golf cart oh i thought you were really? going to talk about i thought you were going to talk <laughs> about carl pastriak oh i didn't think about that one yeah, I thought that was that's the one everyone remembers. No, go ahead. What, what was that? Well, one? because he was in the car and, and Ben Dodge helped pull him out, and yeah, when see? the thing was on fire. Number two. <laughs> so yeah, you're, it, it it still works. It still yeah. works as an example. I had one in mind. Jesse had another one in mind. We just kind of combined them, and even we created the you know the aura of Ben Dodge as the world's greatest safety worker, um, because he's just 
he gets it done too. So, um, but yeah, the East Thompson Fire, no joke. But down at Waterford, they probably have the best fire crew in Cohansey. Cohansey yes. is the best. They have a quick response truck. They have a fire truck on site, and they have minimum one to two ambulances at all times. And I remember. I mean, I didn't go to. I haven't been going to Waterford a whole lot or for a long time. But I remember one night in in particular. I think it was a Wings and Wheels event where a super mod caught fire in the middle of the backstretch. And you can't see the flames, the alcohol flames, but Cohansey didn't even hesitate. They were there just like that and took care of it and everything was good. Another thing about Cohansey is that they train for it. Yeah, they do, actually. Yeah. They I train for it. I actually brought my car down there to help them train firefighters. I brought mine down to them. Yep. And yeah. and everything so that they can know that they know what will happen in the event of a catastrophe. So. Like when I had my mini stock, I brought it to Cohansey when they, they were like, okay, which side does the fuel come in on? Where's the shutoffs at? Where's the where's the, like the you know, everything that could catch fire or what what goes wrong with those cars? They were looking at, so they they actually train, which is really cool to see. And back in the day, their green Jeep was the shit. I love that thing. I've seen pictures of that thing. It's it was so cool when when you were kids. That thing used to come scooting across the infield, flying towards a, a wreck or something. And I know people will say, oh, well, what about the Super X car that burned to the ground? Cohenzi didn't stop that. Well, it's, it's like, well, uh, number one, it was unsafe. Number two, they got the guy out. And number three, no amount of fire protection was going to get that thing out because that thing went up so fast. <laughs> Nothing. They had a pumper truck, and it didn't stop the thing. Just like uh, Larry Lampier's car. Oh, Larry Lampier's car. The 19... big fire. Yeah. What was that? Damn, Sid left. 93? 94? Shh. Don't say anything. Okay, anyway. Um, but yeah, that big... will correct us. <laughs> the big modified fire, which we've mentioned before. But, I mean, that was Cohansey, too. There was 1991. There was, what, three modifieds on fire? And they got them all out. I honestly think it should be mandated that every race car that enters the track, I don't care if it's an X car or a tour mod, has a bladder cell, at least an SRI valve or a manual shutoff, and a fire bottle. About, I don't care if you can't afford it. If you can't afford it, don't get in a race car. I'm my sorry. car, my car has a bladder cell now. It's got a fire bottle, and I do have an Oberg valve, but I don't have it in the car right now. Because some sometimes those things can stick and kill fuel pressure and stuff. But it would be a good idea if I put it in. Uh, Corey Fanning showed us that we should probably put one of those in there because he pounded the wall and turned one with his late model, and they mandated him after that. I honestly, the, the Oberg valves have so many failures. That's why I have an SRI valve. They work the same, but the SRI, I've never seen a failure. They may fail, but I've never seen they, any issues with them. They fail a whole lot less, apparently. So get yourself yeah. an SRI valve. There you go. All right. I think we should probably move away from the depressing stuff. Uh, all right. So let's go to, okay. So Breaking I, news, everyone. Breaking news. What? Important news. There's not breaking news here. This was days ago. <laughs> no, Stafford. Yeah, there was no rain this weekend for Stafford or Waterford. Yeah, I was actually going to go a different no direction rain. because uh, I watched earlier than Stafford and Waterford. I watched the Governor's Cup from uh, Thunder Road. And that was available on uh, Flow Racing, I believe. And The other it, Speed Bowl. Yeah, but that place is 
actually pretty awesome. I, yeah. They've done so much work to the place. It's so much different than I remember because back in the day, it never had walls like on the back stretch and uh, it had like jersey barriers down the front stretch and anybody who touched them would flip over. And uh, now they have straight concrete walls all the way around it and uh, all fresh pavement and everything. And the place is a jewel. I loved it. It was yeah, really it's a nice track. It's a beautiful place. Uh, but we were, I was watching the 42nd Vermont Governor's Cup at Thunder Road. Uh, fun note for those who didn't know, Vermont's actual governor, uh, Phil Scott, he drives an ACT late model. He was in the number 14 car, and he made the feature. Like, he made the A-Main, which was How cool. How did he end up? I didn't even... I didn't look him up on, on the uh, results, but I know that he was still running at the end. I think gotcha. he I think he only lost, like, one lap. And it was like a hundred and something. Well, they're still race, doing so. a recount and everything. And so oh, I've never seen Lamont in one of those. No. <laughs> I was gonna. Might say, hurt the environment. I was gonna say something, but no, I, I wasn't gonna. Uh, whatever. It's just too easy. It's low hanging fruit. I wasn't gonna go for it. Uh, but that was Thursday night. Ryan Priest showed up to run it, and I believe that it was his first ACT race, if I'm not mistaken. It was his first time at that track. Yeah, and it was his first time at Thunder Road. Uh, yeah. He had to come through the B-Main, uh, or not the B-Main. Well, is it B-Main or Concy? Does it really matter? Is it the same thing? The last chance. LCQ, whatever. It's all the same thing to me. Uh, but he ended up finishing 10th, so that was not bad for having to come out of uh, the last chance. Um, but Jason Corliss won, I believe it was a second in a row, and that thing was just lights out. Uh, but what was more telling to me, uh, also, if anybody didn't or did watch those races, did you notice the car counts in all the support yeah, they, divisions? They had great numbers. Oh my god, they had like 20, 30 cars in each of the support divisions. Now, I'm talking about like, uh, I'm talking, let me see here, what's the name of them? Tiger Sportsman or Tiger Street? What the hell are they called? Something they call them weird <laughs> names up there. <laughs> People from Vermont are a different breed. Tiger stocks or something, and they're basically street stocks. If you went, if you go to the next state over to New Hampshire, and anywhere west or east, and then straight down, they're all called street stocks and sportsmen. But in Vermont, in the ACT, tigers sportsmen something or Can other. Can we just call them street stocks everywhere? That's what they are. I don't know. Anyway, um, but they had killer car counts, uh, and but they they're street stock division which confused the hell out of everybody is essentially a mini stock division but i get why they call those street stocks because that's what you see on the street everywhere you see little compact four-cylinder daily driven cars you know um but they had amazing car counts and i looked around here at the mini stocks down here and i'm like damn they could learn something from this now i actually went online and read their rules and they're super comprehensive they're really in depth there's a lot to them and they've, it, it seems they've put a lot of effort into really hashing them out. And uh, I'll be honest with you, I would love to see them implemented around here because you would watch car counts just go through the roof. I mean, it was super, super competitive. Affordable. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they ran on basically the same tires, like a Hoosier 800. But they all, there was all sorts of different cars. There was like Mustangs and Cavaliers and Neons and uh, foreign other foreign cars, just name it, Toyotas, anything. You know, they but they were all. It didn't really matter what you had. You, you could compete. 
So the rules were very neat. It, like, go check them out. Go to Thunder Road's website and check out the street right. stock rules, which are mini stocks if you're from down here. <laughs> front front wheel drives, rear wheel drives. Yeah, all of the above. Except for all-wheel for all drive. Nobody allows an all-wheel drive car around, even if you EFI, carbureted, different displacements, everything. I, I I was reading them, and it, I think it that's what the rules should be for mini stocks at all the other tracks. Yeah, because, I mean, you can look around here and see, like, people are afraid to make EFI rules, and they're afraid to make different weight class rules, and they're diff- nothing is Nothing is near as comprehensive as those rules in the street stock, mini stock division rules up at Thunder Road or whatever. And, I mean, you look at the rules around here for for those types of cars, and they're all different. They're not really in-depth as these. They, uh, I mean, look at the Super X cars. They're essentially a, you know, a watered-down sportsman now, so that's killed any real money, you know, savings for that division. And the X cars is literally like, y- y- do you have a Saturn or an Acura? Okay, you can race. It's like nothing else. There's no parody. There's nothing. Um if they had these basic rules, they could just delete the division and everybody could probably afford to run it. Well, you know why it is. No. It takes <laughs> effort and research to build a rules package like that. Oh, calm down. You'll get banned from their webpage again. I don't care. <laughs> I will call Joe D out right now. I don't even know if that's really his call. I don't know if that's his division. If they're, if they're teching, they're part of it. They have input. Yeah, but the problem is the tracks have to implement it. They could push for years for something, and the tracks don't implement it. Then it's their fault. You know what I mean? I think I think they're letting like your division, the the limited sportsmen's, get way too out of hand. Ah, uh, they've. I don't really think so. I feel like the, all they've really done is just bring them right in line with the NHSTRA stuff, which is essentially legal anywhere north of us and everywhere down the eastern seaboard. You know, that's basically what a street stock is pretty much everywhere now. So that's what they did. So I don't really disagree with it. I don't like it, but I don't so disagree with it. Just call it a it. limited late model then. Call it what it is. I'm fine it's with... It's not a street stock. I I subscribe to the idea that you don't put limited in the name of anything. Just call it a sportsman. <laughs> well, while at Thompson, limited... Or while Waterford after this weekend, limited sportsman, it should be a limited sportsman shift. Really? I didn't get to see or hear about any of it, so... Uh, yeah, well, I've heard multiple accounts of the street stock race at Waterford being a complete F show. I wish I could have seen it online. Well, why don't you get into it? Well, we can, I don't... We'll go into... We'll go into well, it's already topical. We don't have to wait. That's true. What 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 what, what happened? Because it's... I didn't hear anything. I didn't see anything. I was... I didn't hear anything gone. either. Everybody just said, "Wow, that was a real mess," and then didn't go into any detail. Yeah, I'm waiting. That's... I'm waiting for stuff online, like on social media, for all the tea to get spilled. I just heard Moose got hit under caution, but I don't know who. I don't know. I, Nobody said I heard, anything. I heard, and I I don't know how much to put into it because I know Al Stone, but I heard he gave the nine a boot to take the win. But I mean, I want to see a video because I've raced with Al Stone. We've all raced with Al Stone. Is it me, or does everybody else just feel like that's just kind of out of character and unexpected, if that's actually the case? Well, unless he's just gotten fed up with the way the division has become. Or not winning. I mean, everybody has their breaking point. Yeah, but... Because, like I I told you the other day, or or yesterday, he got into me in a heat race back in 2016, racing for a win, and he came over to me, he's like, I'm sorry, I'm I'm like, dude, don't worry about it, you put a donut on my door, it's 
street stock racing. It is what it is. Like, it happens. Maybe he's getting fight yourself to the dark side. There you go. He's joining Ryan Waterman. <laughs> he's getting... I think they're swapping. They're coming back. Uh, he's getting feisty in his old age is what's happening Ryan, here. Ryan's getting cleaner and Stone's getting dirtier. <laughs> yeah. They're swapping teams. There's a glitch in the Matrix. Yeah, something's got screwed up here. Somebody hit the reset button, would you please? Something's going on. I don't know what's happening no, I mean, here. Even Dougie Fresh, he posted earlier that uh, he finished, I think, fourth or something after starting deep and getting bounced around, and he said it was just a complete shit show. I think he's starting to get used to how this division works because the first time he got a donut, he was like, oh, these guys are animals, and now he gets bounced around, and he's like, well, I got bounced around a little. It's like, hey, he's learning. <laughs> I, I loved that. I love the body contact about street stock racing. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, what's funny is I told Jesse this, and I've told everybody this. When I was crewing for Jesse when I was a, a lot younger, probably 15, 16, watching these guys. Say a kid. I didn't want to say a kid. Well, I was under 18, so yeah, I kind of was. Um, when you were a small, supple young boy. I haven't been small since I was 12. <laughs> Ten, eight. I don't know. I was thinking about it the other day. I'm like, when's the last time I was under 200 pounds? I'm like, yeah, probably 20 years ago. I don't even know. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. I am right now only because I sweat 13 pounds off the other day at practice. Was it 13? You were going to measure it. Yeah. It, it, well, it was like 12.2 or something, whatever. Yeah, you round that up to 13 and has, you know. Sure. Yeah, why not? 13 a good number. Anyway, I was I was crewing for Jesse when I was younger, and I'm watching these guys from the hood of the truck, and I'm like, these guys are animals. There's no way I'd ever get in one of these. Fast forward 15 years, and now I'm in one. It's like, oh, that didn't last. Oh, here you go. Hold on one second. Uh, what? Hold on, hold on. No. Oh, geez. Jesse's got something here. I don't know what it is. Now, release your anger. Only your hatred can destroy me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what the division is usually like. Uh, anyway, so since we're talking Waterford, we might as well go into Waterford. Uh, That's what I'm saying. The problem is, is the only way I'm ever going to know what happened at Waterford is to go there. And uh, I'm a busy man, and I can't go every week, and I have other things to do and shit going on, so I can't really, you know. Well, that's kind of the that's kind of the way the state of the world now. Thompson's easy to talk about. Well, I mean, if we weren't there, it's on speed fifty one. Stafford, if we're not there, it's on flow. Right. Waterford, if it's not there, you're looking at race DCT or word of mouth. No, nobody covers it because Marfio doesn't want any kind of publicity. I mean, I was watching publicity for a racetrack is bad. I mean, I literally no, just, I literally just talked about the Governor's Cup at Thunder Road up in Vermont because I could watch it. You right. know, yeah. you think I'm driving all the way the hell up to Vermont? That's a haul for me. But no, I talked about it because I can watch it. Yeah. But anyway, uh, I have to go off of literally nothing more than word of mouth and uh, the minor amount of, I don't know, reporting and gimmick or gossip that I get from social media pages. So it's like, yeah, okay, so let's go into it. Uh, late Models ran two races, apparently, and uh, Ray Christian III won both of them. Oh, wow. Yeah, so there you go. Those guys got they, that they thing got figured that out. They got that car hooked up. Yeah, oh, they got it figured you, out pretty Ray quick. Ray. Uh, so good on Ray Ray. Uh, I saw his kid in victory lane with him, and let me tell you something. That's a uh, special moment. 
Uh, I just wish that the only time my kid was in victory lane with me was not the time I got thrown out. Good job. Literally the only time is... Uh, no wonder he doesn't come to the races anymore. Uh, okay, so Legends cars, there was like six of them, and Johnny O'Sullivan won again, and I like the O'Sullivans, so I give you credit, Johnny. Uh, let's see, Pro 4's Randy Cabral ran, and he won. Uh, I think there was a... Danny something. No, wait. Danny, what's his name's brother? Uh, Field. Ed Field. There we go. Sorry, I had to come. I had to dig for that one. Eddie Field won the... I was the, I was wondering what happened to him because he was running Eddie's uh, mini stock for a while and then it just kind of disappeared. He's, he comes and goes. He had a legend at one time. He's had minis over the years. He had a late model for a hot minute or something way back. and He does whatever he wants, so whatever. He can do what he wants, but he won the limited portion of that. Uh, That's cool. Let's see. Street Stocks, we already talked about. Alstone III won that one. Again, I heard it was a crap show and uh, no real uh, no real gossip, though. You guys got to turn your gossip game back up. I can't I can't report on nothing here, you know? <laughs> I, I used to like the banter back and forth on Facebook. I, I wish Sean Monahan would get back in that division. It was always interesting. <laughs> At least they had something to talk about. Here it's like, oh, it was just a kind of crap show, and there's no names given and no incidents given. I'm like, well, okay, then I guess nothing really happened. Yeah, well, you can't the blame only them. You don't I want heard... to be keyboard warriors, and it's just a bunch of bull crap, so I don't know. Just my camera here. There we go. The The only thing I heard about the street stock race was that uh, the 67 was a weapon, and which surprises me because he's been really good this year. And pretty damn clean for someone that hasn't been racing those cars super long. Sometimes uh, they have an off night. I've had them. Yeah, and that stone, I guess he just got into the nine. I don't know what happened, but I don't care. Stone won, so awesome. Yeah, whatever. I mean, <laughs> again, if we don't get any good gossip, we can't really split. Yeah. yeah, whatever. In the truck race, they had a 50-lap race. Uh, Tyler Chapman fit across the finish line first, but today I was told... That that uh, was no. not the case. He did not get to keep that win. Uh, he was apparently DQ'd, and Jimmy Boyle was given the win. Now, nice. is this a, is this another? How many weeks in a row? is This, this? is not martial law. This is not martial law. No, this is speed bowl law. Oh, this is speed bowl law. Yeah, this is not martial law. Do they so, have speed bowl law, martial law rules? Uh, no, not not completely. Ah. Not completely. They don't have the dino rules. But nobody again. Let's not talk about that again. No, we've already killed that horse. It's no, it's pulp by now. Stop it! He's already dead. Um. So, again, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to say something nice. Uh. But yeah, we. Um, no one has a, nobody's, a reason. Nobody's given out why. Nobody's spilled tea. Nobody's given us any good gossip again. So <laughs> I'm just saying, okay, Jimmy Boyle picked up the pieces and his truck was legal, so he won. This and is the second win this year that he's won like that. Not only that, but it's the second big win this year. Because <laughs> yeah. he won New Hampshire because of a DQ. From martial law. From martial law that time. <laughs> uh, right. And then he won this race, which is a 50-lapper, which is the biggest race that's the Speed Bowl yeah. for those guys. So, <laughs> hey. Jim. Jim's a good guy, too, so it's good for him. Jim's a great guy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah. I'm not saying anything bad. I'm just saying. Yeah. No, I know. I'm just saying. Brent, I'm easy. Calm down. I know. I get it. I you're not it. under. You're not under scrutiny here. <laughs> it's know. okay. I know. I didn't think I said anything. Yeah, no. whatever. <laughs> That's um, what I mean. You're, you, we know that we don't think that. You know. 
<laughs> I know. I get I, it. I'm happy to see him win because he works his ass off and he, he's good people. Well, he's very good at showing that his truck is the first one to be legal. So good job, Jimmy. <laughs> it's more legal than the other trucks. Correct. I don't think anybody in the field is really legal. Well, not enough to get thrown out, at least. Exactly. Uh, so anyway. Everybody pushes the limit. Come on. I would take any win. I don't give a damn. So I think the SK is finished out, and uh, Timmy Jordan won that race. Uh, I heard that uh, Mike Christopher Jr. I... had engine problems, and he was leading, and that gave the lead to Timmy Jordan. So that's I all I heard that about race that race. was a bit of a shit show, too. That's all I heard about that race. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. No stories, no gossip. Who's, is, is Webby the race director there? I don't know. Uh, technically, Par- yes. Partially. Technically, yes. Partially, I, maybe on paper, I don't know. I, it's not that I don't think Webby is qualified to do it because he's really, really good. I just, if he's going to be on the infield doing his thing on the quad, let him do that because he's really good at that stuff. I think you're stretching a good asset thin by making him race director, but I don't exactly. know. If, I don't know if anybody really wants to do it, and he's probably just trying to help out. I think. I think that's a lot of the problem with with the the shit shows that you're seeing with the street stocks and stuff is. He can't see everything. They probably don't have other spotters. Like, they used to have Chris Williams up in the, in the tower. When I was there at the beginning of the year, I didn't see anybody up in that tower. I don't know if anybody is now. Hey, Webby usually um, stands up in that tower. A lot it? of the calls come from the bus also. Yeah, let's let's just say that. That's You've got to have a dedicated race director. I wish that... Uh, well, the, here's the thing. They, don't, they also don't really have a tower you know, over the track that I can see the whole thing very easily. <laughs> so oh, wait, it's coming next year. I'm sure oh, wait, it is. we heard that last year. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Anyway. So, I'm just glad that place is still open. I'm not gonna talk too much crap on No, they, all they have to here's the thing about Waterford. Here's all they have to do. Iron a few things out and it's fine. That's literally all they have to do. It's not that they, big a deal. They have decent car counts. They, they have people they can that have are better supporting too. the place every week in the grandstands. Like, despite everything it's gone up against, that place is still surviving. It's I wouldn't say it's thriving, but it's surviving. No, it's not thriving. They're adding more food trucks. They, I hope they are. They are. That's something that's <laughs> needed to happen. Yeah. You, you can't expect two guys to do it. So yeah, please more more of those. Yeah, they're doing. Yeah, it's it's getting better. I really got to get there again very soon yeah totally the year's just the year just flies by and you just kind of i'm like oh i'm gonna go to lebanon valley this year and it's like five years later i'm like oh crap i still haven't made it there yet you know that's that's kind (laughs) of like when i moved down here my mentality has been like last night i drove an hour and a half out to volusia just to go watch dirt racing and help out patrick hour and a half not bad though yeah, but when you're driving through the, the Ocala National Forest and there's bears running out in front of your truck at 2 o'clock in the morning, it's a little sketchy coming back. Put a moose guard on it, like one of them big-ass grill protector things with a push bumper. Just what all the rednecks have down here. I should probably do it to fit in anyway. Well, yeah, because they're probably driving through there and they're probably running over bears. If it's not bears, it's snakes. If it's not snakes, it's alligators. If it's not alligators, it's spiders. Panthers. If it's not spiders, it's going to be <laughs> like dingoes. I did... I did catch a panther on my uh, on my cameras the other night. That's actually pretty awesome. <laughs> it, it's it was cool. I was like, "Is that a bobcat?" Then it nope. walked next to my trailer. I was like, "No, that's way too big to be a bobcat." Nope, its tail is three feet long. I'm screwed. Yeah, no, but I mean, like when I moved down here, I used to always say up there, "I'm going to go to this race. I'm going to go to this race." I never did. Yeah. Now I just go. 
Yeah. Like, I gotta make a make a night where I could just head out to uh, Lebanon Valley or the Speed Bowl or something. I'm just gonna just put to it fun. on a map and stick to it and say the heck with everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? I should go race yeah. at Lebanon Valley. That'd be fun. It's like uh, next week I'm going to New Smyrna just because. Why not? That's an hour hour and forty five minutes out there. Anything under two hours is really not that bad. It's not. It's not, but... It depends on the ride. I don't care what it is because it's an hour to Stafford, and that's a terrible ride. I would rather drive two hours to Lebanon Valley than the hour to Stafford sometimes just because of the traffic. Yeah. Seriously. I mean, I love Stafford. My biggest thing thing here is the shows are nowhere near as efficient as they are up there. No. God, no. They'll start start a show at 5 o'clock, and you're not done till 3 o'clock in the morning. Like, it's ridiculous sometimes. I usually get mad if I'm at Stafford or Thompson or Waterford at, at like, 11 o'clock, but you got out of there at 3 a.m. It's like, that's completely inexcusable. I left Punta Gorda last September at 4 o'clock in the morning. I watched the sunrise on my drive home. Wow. I'm surprised Karen hasn't found her way down there yet. Then say, ah, oh, these air guys are out too late. I can't go to sleep. That's because well, it's, it's a red state. So <laughs> I know, but Punta Gorda is owned by the airport. All the racetracks here, except New Smyrna, are pretty much owned by airports or the government. So it's hard to shut down. Yeah. 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 Anyway, I think I should move it on to more local news, like Stafford, because we actually got to watch it, and it didn't rain for once. Can you believe it? I didn't get to watch that, and I'm really disappointed because I heard it was a good show, especially for the late models. Oh, man. A lot of them were really good shows. Uh, limited late models weren't terrible, but they weren't the, the show of the night, obviously. Uh, Matt Clement won that one. I uh, can't really remember any controversy or anything weird coming out of that one, so I'll just move on to late models, which was absolutely the best show of the night, I swear to God. Adam Gray and Michael Bennett at the end just battling. Absolutely battling each other, leaning on each other, swapping positions, just trading. I would say trading paint, but everybody has wraps nowadays. So, um, But, yeah, it came down to the line, and Bennett and Gray just by a bumper. Scuffing great. vinyl, I think, should be the new phrase. Yeah, right? Yeah, just scuffing vinyl. Yeah. Smudging um, it all up. That was just a good old-school late-model race. Yeah, it was. They, they beat the crap out of each other, but they didn't ruin each other's night, and they, you know... I missed it. I didn't walk in the door until like nine o'clock that night, you know, from work. So I believe Flow Racing has I, replays, so go back and yeah. uh, watch it. So. Well, yeah, yeah, I, I can, but mm-hmm. you know, my internet. Like, I'd rather uh, draw it on a piece of paper than have to wait for the internet to load. So you'll just have I, to come over here and watch it then. Yeah, something like that. But yeah. yeah, I did catch it. I did catch the like the modified race and whatnot. That was pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, SK, I, SK lights were good. Oh, go ahead, Phil. I'm sorry. I was going to say, I, I watched the replay of the end of that late model race, and it kind of reminded me of watching guys like Corey Hutchins or uh, Jay Stewart just battling, like not caring about if you move the guy up the track a little bit, just going for every inch. It was great. It was like an old school battle because nowadays guys get to trade and, you know, blows with each other. and Smudge they just, and vinyl. Yeah, exactly. And they, they just go... Within two hits, they just go overboard and just send you out into the marbles or in the wall. But like those guys, like Hutch and, and all those guys would do back in the day when they were you know battling the crap out of each other, is they would absolutely slam the hell out of each other. But once you know they traded positions and got back, they would slam the hell out of each other again and just continuously do it all night. Basically, but they, they wouldn't would cross wreck over each other yeah. all the time. But they wouldn't throw you in the marbles. They wouldn't wreck you. They would just 
basically it was a boxing match. And they don't cry about it afterwards either. No, they just get out and say, well, it wasn't yeah. my time or, well, that was fun. You know, that's I don't, it. I don't think that division has two more hard-nosed drivers at Stafford right now than Michael Bennett and Adam Gray. They're just both phenomenal drivers. Yeah, they're both cut from the same cloth. Yeah. And it's fun to watch. They are, And, and they're great dudes, too. Yeah. Yeah, they're just nice to talk to and nice to be around, you know. Except for Bennett on iRacing. <laughs> Bennett on iRacing is hit and miss, but he's just like, I enjoy racing with him. <laughs> he's like me, but he's more aggressive, and I kind of stink. So, Moving on. Uh, so we'll go to the SK Lights. Now, this was cool because uh, George Bissett Jr. picked up his first career SK Light win. It's been on, you know, he went winless his first season or two, and he, I don't think his dad ever won an SK win. That's what he said. Uh, I heard the Mad Dog never won in an SK. Uh, no, he was more he of a has. pro stock guy anyway. Yeah, he really was. He never really did a heck of a lot. It was like Rondo racing SKs, but Rondo actually probably won in one. But it's not a great comparison, I guess. But he's more known for being a pro stock guy. How's that? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's that's what I'm kind of going for here. Um, but yeah, he picked up his first career SK light win over uh, Josh Carey which you wouldn't expect to see those two guys battling up front for the lead. Usually it's guys like um, Tyler or Derek Debus and uh, like uh, oh, or, um, Pearl. Sol- Pearl and Sullivan and those guys. And Brian, Yeah, Brian Sullivan. The Chapman kids are usually oh, pretty quick. All those guys as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm actually shocked it took this long for, for Mad Pup to win one because he's a good little shoe. I raced against him a couple times at Stafford in the street stock, and he can wheel a freaking car. Yeah, he can get around the track pretty well. Um, I mean, he's got, let's be fair, he doesn't have the most, you know, up-to-date equipment. And I'm not saying that's really a handicap to him. But, I mean, again, he's a bunch of guys. I guarantee they're doing it on their own. I guarantee they don't have a lot of outside help. So they're probably trying to do all their setup stuff on their own. It probably takes a little bit to figure it out. And I know what that's like. So, I mean... Yeah, and he he came close a few times last year. I mean, I think he came really close to Thompson earlier this year at the icebreaker, didn't he? He might have, but I did miss that race, so I couldn't. I don't remember. Um, I think he got crossed over and beat to the line by like half a car. Yeah, I think uh, what's his name there in the twenty eight? Uh, Buddy, I think Buddy beat him. To Buddy Charette, yeah, 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 yeah. I think Buddy beat him to the line. Yeah, okay, so you're right. I think that's right. Uh, that was his white car, right? Because he's got two cars. Uh, might have been yes. that one. Yeah. Yeah, uh, he's got two cars, and they do they do work out of their own shop. Yeah, I figured they did. Uh, but no, the surprise of the night was uh, Mark Bakai filled in for Joey Farino, and he finished on the podium, and he was he was absolutely cutting through the field. And I hate to say it, but Joey, you might have to leave him in the car and be a car owner, bud, because he definitely Joey, did. He did a lot Joey's better than been... you this year. Joey's been battling with some stuff. I don't know if it's still current, but uh, he, I mean, he said Joey, he was Joey's out. not a bad shoe. He said he was out with an injury or something. Yeah, he's been dealing with some stuff. So yeah, I hope he gets back in the car soon because Joey's a good shoe, but he's been struggling a little bit as of late. So it's nice to get. Sometimes it is really nice to get a second opinion on what the car's doing too. Yeah, putting Mark in the car. I know Mark helps him out with a lot of different stuff, and he's friends with him and. It's good to get another set of eyes and a different feel on the car, and maybe you can pick something up that you didn't see before. So I'm, I think they got it pretty well ironed out. That thing cut through the field really well, especially with Mark driving it. So yeah, because he's he's the mayor of Stafford for a reason. Yeah, that's for sure. 
Uh, let's see. Okay, so we went to SK's next, and uh, Mike Christopher Jr. won that race. Uh, it was not a big money race this time. However, he did win the $100 bonus for the, uh, whatever lap it was. It was around halfway. It was in memory of Don King. So anytime they put up money in an SK race, he always wins it. Just putting that out there. That's, that's his third race of the, uh, win of the year for the SKs at Stafford, right? I third believe. He, he, well, modified in general. I believe it's his third because he won a tour type race, like one of the open races, and then he won the SK 5K, I believe. Right. And then he won this one. So, yeah, I think he's got three modified wins, two SK wins. That car came off the corner. Oh, he won the All Star race, too. That car could, that car would go off the corner better than any other car, way by leaps and bounds. It was fascinating watching him work on the high side of the, and he would actually use like, super speedway bump drafting to push the guy on the outside from the time you get on the throttle on the exit of the corner to right before you have to lift. So he wasn't going to, he wasn't going to douche the guy out of the way and, and, and cause a big record, take himself out of race and, or do anything unsafe, but he would, he would help the guy on the outside and he would move through the field like that. Uh, and then once that guy would get clear, he would just go to the outside of him to that, to that point. Yeah. So watching him go through traffic on the outside and, and just, just the, th- the way that car comes off the corner comes off better than anything I've seen in a long time. Yeah, whatever they're doing, it's it's working. Whatever yet- they found, they better write it down, back it up on a flash drive, <laughs> put it in a, a security deposit vault or something. Yeah, stick it in the safe is, safe deposit. Is that box. Teddy's old car still, or did they yes. put a new car together? No, that's Teddy's old car still. Yeah. Uh, yeah that, oh, go ahead. They they got that car cut in the center really really nice. Yeah. yeah, it looks great out there. Uh, I was going to say something else, but I forgot. So, moving on. Uh, let's see. Street Stocks had their big show. It was their 30-lap race. It was the uh, Mid-State Site Development Firecracker 30, I think. They put up some big money. That's why I Was that after the SK race? Yeah, it was after the SK race. Yeah, because I, I think I accidentally turned them off. Really? Or I passed off because I thought that they were before me. Oh, man. So I didn't even get a chance to watch it. I might have passed out, too, so I don't know. Hey, probably. I was tired. You work long hours. So uh, Frank the Three uh, won in a decent battle with Chris Myers. I'm just going to keep calling him Frank the Three. I like Frank the Three. (laughs) (laughs) We know Latoile is not Frank the Three. It's just, yeah, we get it. I I mean, what do you want me to do? Call you Frank Latoile? That's not nice at all. That wouldn't be nice at all. No. We got to beep that out, actually. Yeah, that's just rude. You know? Just rude. Anyway. That's that's uncalled for. (laughs) But uh, he got into a decent battle with uh, Chris Meyer. Watch your profanity. Watch your profanity. Oh, there it is. Thank you. Um, (laughs) He had a really decent battle with Chris Meyer during the race, and they just went back and forth and back and forth. And uh, Kyle Johnson had a good run at some point, and uh, uh, I can't remember his name now for some. I just can't remember names today for some reason. What number? Oh, it's um, 51. Damn it. Oh, Bert. Bert. Yeah. How, how can, can you forget remember? Bert? He's a bud. I don't know. I used to race against Bert. <laughs> I still Bert. don't remember freaking names tonight. <laughs> I, <don't... laughs> I can't remember anything Come right on. now. I know. Uh, but no, he, he's been having good runs lately. It's just that they can't keep the thing together at the finish for him. But, uh, uh, or whatever. But anyway, Frank picked up that win. I know the mid state site development. Basically, it was like a double purse race. Uh, it was like 700 bucks to win for those yeah. guys, which is very nice. Um, 
I remember back in the day, we used to get paid that for extra distance races too, which was cool. I, I always loved the extra distance races, but luckily, uh, they don't make us or they don't make these guys run double distance like they used to make us run. So, but I did like the long races anyway. We like the money. The yeah. money is the best part. Yeah, money is the best part. <laughs> anyway, all right. So I'm just moving on to uh, New Hampshire Motor Speedway. They had the NASCAR Whalen Modified Tour there. I have shocking news from that race. What's that? Bobby Santos, the three. Yes. He didn't win it. I have good news, by the way. <laughs> uh, Sammy Ramu finished 12th, according to local media outlets. Okay, so moving on. Um, I'm, so, I'm sorry. I'm just still shocked by Bobby Santos not winning the race in New Hampshire. I report on what I see, okay? I report Larry on what Barnett's I see. Larry Barnett's fault. Yeah, it is. Not good enough. For, um, for those who don't know, Larry Barnett is the spotter for Bobby Santos the third. Yes, for the Tineo team at least. Uh, so Ryan Priest Hold won on one in second. an... Hold on one second. Hold on one second. Okay. I'll don't just... fail me again. Okay. Darth Vader <laughs> is a producer on the show today. Okay, good. Um, he's sick of Larry's garbage. Right. I think we all are. Uh, so Ryan Priest won an absolutely, I hate to say it, but epic race between oh, yeah. him, Justin Bonsignor, and Ronnie Silk. Just an absolutely fabulous last corner pass. I think he might have had a little bit of help because I think Bonsignor might have coughed because he ran out of gas. Yeah, he ran of out of gas coming out of four. Yeah. I, I still think that uh, Priest was going to win anyway because... He re- yeah, he probably was going to anyway. Well, I mean, uh, to set the stage, yeah, Silk has, th- has to throw the block because or else he's going to be a dead duck. Oh, yeah. You, you have to throw the block. if You can't let somebody underneath you going in the three in the final turn. Especially in a modified because they'll nerf because you. Because once they get the right front in front of you, then the whole rest of the car is going to be up against you. Yeah. So you don't want to have them do that. And it kind of got to that point because he was able to get underneath them. And uh, I think once the Bonsignor's right rear clipped, it, it clipped the left front of Ryan Silk's car. It kind of upset the car enough to where Ryan Priest could gather it back up and turn and cut underneath him. And he was going to win anyway. Yeah, he kind of did. Way- because he had to burp that extra second. Yeah. The way Ryan cut that center and just turned down the track was incredible too. Yeah, he had the, the, he burped at just an extra center and, and it turned off that right rear, and he was able to just keep keep the power onto it without flipping any of the rear tires up. He used as much racetrack as humanly possible as well because he was up towards second lane up and he drove it down to basically the apron to try to get the thing to stay yeah. down and when he drove it off, so it was a really killer move. Uh, and it was his, uh, he came from third to first in the last two corners. And, uh, I, I mean, I don't know how people can't get excited about that, but that was his first New Hampshire win, points paying win also. Uh, well, points paying win, I should say, because I think he won some non-points race up there once. Uh, but He might have the all-star race or something. Yeah, I can't remember what it was. But side- I was shocked to hear that stat that that was his first pay points paying win there because i i figured he had won there at some point he'd been really close before like really yeah. close like leading he had wasn't he driving gary putnam's car when he drove up over bonsignor on the last lap yeah something I like that so. and I, I know that he had uh he was fighting for the lead with kobe and and something happened and and i guess he got the short end of it yeah once. kobe ran him up something like that oh 
didn't Kobe spin him out in turn two? Yeah, I believe he. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I believe he did. On like the last lap, and he's then that's the whole never forget Twitter war. Yeah, that that started a, a thing back then. Yeah, it's it never def- ended. <laughs> I think he even has a a picture framed of that on his mantle or something. It's yeah. in his shop. Yeah, it's on one of the yeah. shelves. Yeah, it's a thing. Yeah, it's that a was thing. a phenomenal race from start to finish, though, especially without the PJ one. Yeah. Side note: no PJ one. Look how good the race was. <laughs> the races where they were good were all were really good all weekend. To be quite honest, there. Uh, except Mar- Marcus I- Smith, if you're listening, you're not. Yeah, you're not. Yeah, stop, stop. using PJ one. It's terrible. <laughs> Shit's garbage. Leave it on the drag strip. <laughs> I mean, the Xfinity Series race was kind of a sleeper because Eric Jones just ran away from everybody for five seconds well, all yeah, day. Yeah, you got cup teams running AAA ball, okay? You well, got major Eric Jones or Chris, Christopher Bell? Was, Christopher I don't Bell. know either. What the, who the hell cares? They're both the same person. Um, <laughs> Eric Jones drives for Chevy now. <laughs> oh, oh, that's right. Okay, yeah. so it was Christopher Bell. Who cares, honestly? The race was boring anyway. <laughs> some rich um, kid, some other rich kid. Who cares? Well, the rest of the race was actually okay. If you were watching from second on back, it was actually a pretty decent yeah. race. But when one car is out by six seconds and everybody else is not out by six seconds on the car behind them, yeah. it's boring. I mean, the whole ra- the whole weekend, you can't ask for re- you can't really ask for anything better, honestly, because there's passing all the way throughout the field. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of passing up front, middle, and rear of the field. You could pass on the inside. You could pass on the outside. New Hampshire is one of those racetracks that is is kind of like a Thompson in a way, even though it's got less banking. But you go high, you could be dead. If you go to the bottom, you could be dead. The groove is right in the middle, and you guys have to kind of meet meet in there and share the same space somehow. Yeah, they were saying on the Cup broadcast today, it's not a short track, but it races like one. Yeah, it, I mean, it really is kind of a short track. It can, yeah, it can be. It, it it races a little bit the same way as Thompson does, which is weird because the banking is different. It's two it degree. Does. It's two degrees on the bottom groove. Yeah, but it's seven in the second groove. Yeah. So yeah. you got the and the corners are really long. So the two degrees is definitely the shortest way around. But there's more banking on the longer way around. So it's like, well, it kind of works out. Yeah, you have to compromise and meet in the middle, and, and that's you, where you are. And so it makes for really good racing. And if your car doesn't turn, you can straddle that yeah. and get that bite off. The cup race, you could, <laughs> like I said, you there. couldn't ask for anything better. Guys were swapping the lead, swapping for position back and forth. I mean, one guy would pass one guy, you know, a guy would pass somebody, and then that uh, that person would pass them back. Yeah, they, you could swap positions. It was yeah. actually racy. It was very racy. And that proved that as well in the Cup Series race. Yeah. And they didn't need PJ1. Isn't that amazing? That's amazing, isn't it? I mean, I don't know how they did it. I believe Seekonk got rained out, so I can't talk about them. Uh, and they don't do boat races anymore, so it's not going to work Man, out. Man, I would love to see them fill that place with water again and do that. Uh, I'd probably ruin the asphalt. <laughs> I've, I've seen pictures, but I've never seen video when they had the boat races there. It would be awesome. I would. Lo- I bet Nick Tito has something. He's He's got everything. Somebody's got to have something out yeah, there. Him or Pro 9 Museum would... There's pictures, yeah. but there's not. I don't see. I don't know any video. Uh, so Chase Elliott won the SRX finale that they ran at the Nashville Fairgrounds uh, Speedway. Are we gonna not Got talk her. about the points that finished New Hampshire or no points finished with what? Are we gonna talk about the winner? Uh, what at, at New Hampshire? Which one? The Cup Series one? No, yeah, the Cup no, Series. No, we're getting to that. I'm going chronologically here. 
Oh, well, I mean, we were we 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 were talking about it, and now no, we're no, switching we only, subjects. No, we were talking about the Xfinity race. Oh, yeah, well, I was, was talking that. about the Cup race too. But okay. Oh, we just mentioned it, but we'll talk about it in a minute. Okay. See, I'm confused, so the audience would be confused. Well, the, the audience are simpletons, <laughs> just like us. Good. No one listens. Okay. Right. Uh, so anyway, so uh, yeah. Nashville Fairgrounds hosted the final SRX Series race, and Chase Elliott won it. Uh, and interesting was uh, it was the first sellout crowd at the Fairgrounds Speedway since the 70s. They sold out at 14,000 people. They came out for this show. Yeah, that's like yeah. a playoff hockey, uh, like a Stanley Cup final. Yeah, I mean, that's a lot of people. Let's be honest. They did have super late models racing there. Yeah, but they don't draw that big of a crowd. They'll draw a crowd, but they ain't gonna draw fourteen thousand people. They packed they packed Stafford, then they packed it for that show too. Well, their treats so. are pretty good show. They were racy too. Helio, oh, they were good. Helio's a pretty ba. I'll tell you what, that guy could drive. I mean, yeah, I mean he has won four Indy five hundreds. Uh, yeah, we can tell you championships and whatnot. But man, that guy can drive. He's the first that figured out the high side was a pretty good way around. And if you're going to measure uh, the skill of a race car driver, he or she who adapts first, adapts best, and moves up and, and climbs to the top. Yeah. I bet you he was watching Chase Elliott, because Chase has a lot of uh, super late model experience around that track, and he was running right in the middle of the racetrack, and nobody could touch him. Hell yeah, went to the outside of Chase. Chase actually uh, uh, ran him up into the wall once. Yeah, probably. He did. Yeah, he I did. must have missed that spot. Because he's not used to racing without a spotter. Yeah, that's true. So, That's true. That's a hard thing to get used to after that he's done it for so long. Yeah. Well, yeah. But yeah, Helio was the first to, to do it, and they all finally figured it out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and uh, let's he talk. Was, why don't we drive, talk? Man. We could talk about the old man, Bill Elliott. He won a heat race, and he started, and he finished sixth in the other heat race after an invert. And he started on the pole, led over half the event, finished third. Before the race, uh, he had switched cars because in practice he didn't like the way his normal car raced. He thought it was kind of off. And the SRX teams were like, all right, go pick one and see which one you like. And so he picked one of Tony Stewart's cars and was like, wow, this thing races way better. And they lettered it up for him. They're like, here you go, take it. <laughs> That's how they go. They're like, if you like a car better, go take one. They don't care. So they were lettering it up, and the SRX series officials went to the driver's meeting and said, if you get mad at Tony, don't hit Bill, which is really funny. See, I like that. That's pretty cool. There's a lot of sportsmanship involved with that. That's why he had orange all over his car. He had some purple, and he had his number on the side pods in the rear wing, but he had orange on the rest of it because it was one of Tony's cars. Or at least it was lettered up for Tony. So you could tell Tony's cheating because he has the best cars. (laughs) That's why Bill took it. Which, P.S., Tony Stewart won the championship in that series that he owns. But, I mean, who cares? Nobody really cares about the championship in there. They only care about the individual races. They just keep score for fun, basically. I I, I saw someone... Yeah, yeah, I won my own trophy. Yeah, I won my own trophy. Woo! What was in there? (laughs) Who knows? Probably nuts and bolts and crap. (laughs) You leave nuts and bolts in Lord Stanley's cup? It's a cup. What do you want from me? How dare you? It's not. It's usually stationary. <laughs> I, I do I want to point stuff. something out about the SRX series when it comes to viewership too. Is a lot of people I see on on Twitter complaining about how 
they don't understand how the SRX series is getting such viewership numbers compared to the Xfinity series and the truck series, but people don't think about SRX is on CBS. Scott Tapley posted a bunch of stats not long ago about how many more households CBS is in. Yeah. SRX is doing a great job with what they have, but to be completely honest, the reason they have the numbers they have is because of that. Yeah. Who the hell is who? I just have a question for that. Okay. Who is turning to rabbit ears into the current year of our Lord to, to CBS? I haven't watched CBS before the SRX probably in, I could, I can't even think of it like years. I'm talking three or four or five years. You must not watch Patriots games. No, I don't watch Patriots no, games. No, he doesn't. I don't watch football. No, he doesn't. I haven't watched football since like 2012. Wrong. You watch the CFL. Oh, well, I do like CFL. <laughs> they, I'm are, talking, they are fun. I'm talking American football. Ah, got it. Not, yeah, dude, yeah. The National Felon League that beats women and children. The stuff. No Fun League. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they have fun. Yeah. They're fun going but, to prison. The real, in my mind, the real reason why the SRX is actually a success and why it's fun to watch is because it is the exact thing that makes short track race or you know oval track racing great, asphalt racing, short tracks, fast cars, and high competition. Yeah, they have great competition. They have the short tracks. They promoted it well. Yeah, their yep. social media was great. Their television commercials were on point. They had the whole package. They marketed well, it well. And let's be fair about one other thing. The cars are simple. They're not overcomplicated. Yeah. Yeah, that I too. Agree. The drivers have to drive the car. And you have names. You have name recognition. And on a short track, you can't really wad one up as bad as if you get a bunch of them going at like Daytona and start flipping them over and start writing them okay. off. You know what I mean? Because back in the day of IROC, they were essentially cup cars with very custom bodies these things, they have a partnership with, like, Five Star, and they're literally fiberglass. Like, they're cheaper yeah. than hell. And, yeah, they're custom, but they're, you know, it's all composite and basically just, like, tinker toys. You just slap them back together. Uh, the only car they probably damaged bad enough to need repair, like, physical chassis repair, was the last race of the year when Willie T... Tried to avoid a wreck, locked the rear brakes up, and put the thing in the inside wall. Probably bent the rear clip. Can we end that experiment? <laughs> He's a personality, though. I love the guy. He's a great guy from oh, what yeah. I've seen, but Jesus, God, he can't drive anymore. He, I mean, there is a shelf life on driving. Yep. I mean, there really is. Well, and how long has he been out of out of a race car? He's been out. He's well. been out of a car way too long yeah. to just pick it back up again. I mean, especially on this biggest stage. It was cool that he jumped in, but... I mean, even Bill Elliott is out on the road courses with Everham almost every week. Yeah, he's I mean, still tearing when, it up. When they come down here to run the HSR stuff, the historic sports car racing series, I should say, uh, I mean, he's out there hauling ass. Yeah. So at least he's not really getting it. And a lot of these other guys are, are also in the same boat. Like Bobby Labonte, he still runs cars. And like sometimes he ran the Euro Series. He's got a modified, and he's still getting in cars. I mean, Tony Kanaan is still in shape. He could still re he still races Indy cars part-time. He does just the won. Oval Fortune. Yeah, He exactly. does the Oval Portions, and, and uh, Jimmy Johnson does the road courses. Yeah. Yep. 
Paul Tracy's just a he's a monster, so he'll just race anything. He doesn't Tracy care. Tracy is the greatest. He's yeah. a talented mofo. He really he is. He really is a is a monster. He ran really well yesterday. Too. Oh yeah, he he, was... but he's like a he's like a runoff of like a Jennifer Capriati or uh, uh, what's his name, the quarterback that uh, uh, guy who doesn't watch football. Yeah, right. Is uh, oh. <laughs> I, I the Todd Marinovich. Are you talking about people with longevity or No, no, I'm talking about people with overbearing fathers. Ah, gotcha. You know. That pushed them hard. <laughs> Is that why he's the angriest Canadian ever? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Okay. A little bit, a little bit, but you know, uh, he doesn't he doesn't start the fight though. He does end them. That's fair. Did he did he wreck Haley Deegan this week like he promised he would? I don't I don't even think she raced. No, she raced. She, she was just behind him. She was him. like last. She was terrible this week. I yeah. didn't see her. Maybe no, she he, got Bill's car. No, no. Paul <laughs> Tracy wrecked uh, Andretti. To, in fairness, uh, Andretti came down on him. That's fair. He, 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 Paul Tracy even did the old short track move. You know, which personally I love. I love when it's done to me, and I love when it's done to somebody else because I don't have a spotter. But when you come off the corner, and you're underneath somebody, and you're not quite all the way up to their door and whatnot, but you're there, and they go up and they just kind of like, uh, you know. Tap tap taparoo on the inside portion of it, you know. Yeah, let you know you're there. Let you know that they're there, and and I don't, and, uh, no, Andretti just kept coming down, 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 and just chopped himself into the fence. Yep. So, oops. Well, around, not in the fence, but yeah, yeah he went around. It was no big deal. Yeah. But it was just a great show, and I can't wait for them to come back next year. It's I'd love to see what they're gonna have on the slate for tracks and maybe a longer season. And... That would be kind of cool too. A little bit longer. Longer yeah. season and more cars. I'd like to see a 20-car field. <laughs> that's asking a lot because those guys own the cars, and they yeah. have to fix them, and that's going to tax those road crews quite a bit. So yeah. At least the hey, 10, you 15 You never races. know what kind of TV money they're getting after the viewership numbers, like I said, that well, they had this year. Well, we'll see. I mean, huh. I, swear to you, I think my kid turned into a ghost because he, I hear him talking, but I don't see him. Yeah, he's hiding on the cat toys. Uh, nope, eat there. Okay, so why don't we go into the Cup Series absolute fiasco that happened today or Sunday as of record date. Uh, okay, so this is the second week in a row where I agree with Kyle Busch, so the world must be ending. Yeah, right. Um, he did have a legitimate beef last week with the uh, team orders and whatnot. Uh, last week with Ross Chastain uh, uh, taking away his air and whatnot. It, it actually, after the show, of course, it reminds me to a situation that happened in 1983 in the Indy 500. Uh, in the Indy 500 in 1983. What day was that run on? Uh, not May 30th. Okay, so I probably wasn't born yet. Right. Uh, Very close. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Yeah, Alice, it was Alice Jr.'s first race. And he oh, was running okay. in the top 10, high up in the top 10, but he was... Just got passed by his father, of course, being Al Sr. Obviously. For obvious reasons. Senior, junior, yeah. And <laughs> that's behind him. In, that's a thing in sports, especially yeah. racing. Behind Big Al, coming with steam, was friggin' Tom Sneva. Oh, yes. Okay? And little Al held him up pretty good. They're, they weren't team, They were the father and son weren't teammates. He was, uh, little Al was driving for uh, Gallus. Mm -hmm. But, uh. He was holding them up pretty bad, and and even though Sneva passed Little Al and then passed, finally got around him and passed Big Al for the win later, 
Yeah, big uh, little Lau got criticized for a long time for that. Like the heat really rained down on him real bad. Yeah, real bad, and they weren't even teammates. <laughs> well, so Kyle Busch had a legitimate beef there, a little bit of a beef there. Yeah. But we understand, and 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 I understand more so with you know Ross Chastain's a team player. What can I say? I would want my teammate to do it. I mean. <laughs> If it was if it was my brother, and I was I was a lap down and my brother was winning, I'd reach out with a knife and stab him in he the heart. Actually, has a knife, people. Yeah, I would stab him in the heart <laughs> as he drove by me. Uh, I'd reach my arm out the window and just go. You could put that thing and down. Cut him anytime now. Why Are you scared? <laughs> yeah, because you're gonna cut your own earphones off there. <laughs> Why do I leave sharp objects out for Jesse to find? My kid doesn't touch them. Jesse does. It should go on your foot. Ah. Anyway. Um. So yeah, the cup fiasco was what nine, seven, or eight, whatever, however eight many laps, laps in. in. Eight laps in. The boy yeah. wants in. It's not even locked. <laughs> Turn the door, boy. Don't. Don't. We're not done yet. Anyway. Turn the knob. <laughs> Okay, so Gibbs cars uh, ended up crashing because the rain started falling over in turn one, and uh, uh, and anyway, um, sorry, I have to corral people around here, so it's okay. Uh, we must be getting towards the end. So anyway, the Gibbs cars ended up crashing, and Martin Truex Jr. and Kyle Busch because of rain over in turn one. Uh, Denny Hamlin ended up spinning, and those three alone were able to trigger every conspiracy theorist on the internet because they're like, why did only the Gibbs cars spin out? And it's the dumbest thing I've ever heard because, well, they were in the front, and it was all coincidence. They were the first ones there. <laughs> what do you want when the first two guys to the rain who aren't expecting it spin out? That's going to happen. And then the first one on the bottom group is Truex. Um, is was Hamlin, I mean. Yeah, and he slid up into the car next to him and spun out. I mean, so... what kind of conspiracy would do you think <laughs> it would be, okay, to spin out? Wouldn't you wouldn't you not want to spin? I would think it would be a bigger conspiracy if they were the only 3 to not spin out. Yeah. Are they are they running reverse traction control? I swear to god, people got to turn retarded. their brain off sometimes. Oh, actually, they should probably turn their brain back on instead of off because they're just thinking too much. Anyway. Shut up! Wow, that was loud. Anyway, um... That was aggressive. That was aggressive. Uh, no, so, but it needed to be aggressive because it's just retarded. Anyway, um, so Kyle Busch leading the race, Rex out, and what was even more damning was watching the in-car, well, on-car, the roof cam, on Martin Truex Jr.'s car, uh, because the lap before they spun out, they went into turn one, and there was raindrops on that camera, and you could see him pawing at the wheel because he was really loose getting into that corner. And it's like, okay, so the track was wet the lap before, and then they ran a whole other lap and then came back around and wrecked. Here's the only question I have, though. <laughs> that never gets if, old. If you know it's raining, aren't you going to lift just a little earlier? No, because you're a race car driver, and you assume that the rain's gone. You're a race car driver. Nothing bad happens to you ever. Correct. You know what assuming does. Yeah, but are you going to be the first race car driver ever to pull off because you saw raindrops? 
You're not going to be that guy. Nicky Lauda did. I wouldn't pull off, but I'd back it out a little earlier. <laughs> Nicky Lauda did, but it, yeah, I mean, I don't blame it was, him. It was raining hard in turn one. Yeah, it was. And uh, it why? Did rain hard. Now, there was a discussion between uh, a few people, and I know I saw Scott Tapley post something about being a race director and there being threat or actual raindrops, and I can actually relate because. A few weeks ago, my heat race got sh- uh, shut down because of rain, and Scott was in the tower, and he is known to be extremely conservative when it comes to rain, and yep. it's for good cause okay. because he said it's the stuff that turns his stomach because he knows he's responsible for those guys on the racetrack, so he, it's like, you'll have to excuse me for being extra conservative, and I actually wrote to him, and I said, no. I thank you for being extra conservative. I was that guy in the lead in that heat race. I saw drops on my windshield, and you guys threw the caution and saved my race car. Yeah. So I appreciate it yeah. greatly. There's nothing wrong with there to the side of caution. Right. When you, you know, when you go into the turn at full send. Yeah, and again, I'm a race car driver. I'm going to go as long as the light's green. Unless I see, like, unless my car is actually sliding out from under me and we have to come back around to that, I'll probably shut it down. But it, by then, we race with people who actually know what they're doing, and we have good officials, so they knew enough to shut it down. Like, it's been so, it's been set, stated all uh, for a long time that it never should be only up to the racers f- to have safety. You really have to have a sanctioning body and a police force to enforce safety. And honestly, you cannot tell me that NASCAR didn't know it was raining in that turn. And I don't know who the hell's call it was, but you got to understand a few things about physics. When you put rubber down on asphalt, it becomes very slick when you put water to it. And when you have regular asphalt, yeah, you can get away with some wetness being on it. But when it's rubber, right, it's 10 times slicker. So it's like, oh, my walkway, I can put my foot down and it's not getting slippery. But guess what? That racetrack is an ice rink. Well, so. and you just you just hit on something too that kind of goes back to my point of backing out a little early. They went into turn one a lap before, and they were sliding around. Mm-hmm. That would have made me like if we were like two thousand one in the All Star race. They all went off in a I don't remember which turn it was. I don't remember that it race. It was that turn well. one. But like everybody junked it. But that yep. was just the lap before. There was no issues, and then all of a sudden there was rain. That's understandable, but this one, I put this kind of on the drivers for not lifting early, but mainly on NASCAR, because if you look at that radar, there was a little strip of rain, and then it was clear behind it. But they, they had the waited, warning. Yeah, they could have waited 10 minutes, dried the track, and none of this would have ever happened. And the whole, the whole complexity of the race would have changed. But no one would have a wrecked race car. There'd be no conspiracy theories. There'd be no bullshit. And they would have no issues. My question. Now they got to sit and do damage control. I miss David Hoots. My question is, how many guys in NASCAR uniforms and headsets and walkie-talkie buttons do they have all the way around the racetrack? Not one of them could reach the tower? You're not Hell, the, the pace car is one of the people they reach out to, and he's sitting right there in turn well, one. Yeah, they're the main ones, but... It's downpouring, and you don't say, oh, you should probably throw a yellow. Yeah, they have everybody in the corners. They have everybody down the straightaways, all around the track. And yeah. then Steve O'Donnell goes into the booth to talk to Latart and Burton and Earnhardt Jr., 
and he's doing damage control. I'm like, dude, you're just blowing smoke up our ass on this. You yeah. had no intentions of throwing a yellow. You were trying to put on a shirt. That's the thing. You just said it. It's damage control, and it, it, yeah. it, it was it's obvious damage control. We all I shut it, it off at that point. I, would, I was like, I don't want to hear your lip service. Go away. It's, like, it's bullshit. Yeah, it's I would, horse manure. I would much rather say, look, we're erring on the side of caution here. Just calm Sorry, down. Sorry, Sid. You know? Nah, we're all as guilty today. Um, I mean, I, I wanted to bring this up, by the way. Uh, a lot of cars damaged in that. A lot of guys having to repair their stuff. I saw Martin Truex Jr. on the old repair clock with the damaged vehicle policy. Now, I thought to this myself... This is going to be good. I thought to myself, I'm like, listen, NASCAR and their damaged vehicle policy, including a set amount of time to repair the car so it meets minimum speed, you know, that's the whole purpose of it. It's like, okay, well, if you get meet minimum speed, you're off the clock, quote unquote. And they did this because they wanted to, in their words, cut down on debris cautions. And then they went to stage racing, which increased the amount of cautions. Does anybody have any thoughts on that? <laughs> my only question on the whole thing is with this caution clock and the whatever it is damage vehicle policy the time that you're driving down pit road they should start the time as soon as you stop in your pit stall they should That's right. not fair to the teams and the drivers uh they shouldn't have a clock to begin with well i agree but if they're gonna have it why are you counting the time that they're driving on the pit road yeah i agree with that that's ridiculous. that makes no sense that is the most no. ridiculous thing i've ever heard how are you gonna time that every pit road is a different length see if they don't want debris cautions i know that when when i do a job that's rushed with people breathing down my neck that i do a really great job on buttoning things up okay so Quick, if they have a, if they there. have a time limit with NASCAR just looking down their neck and just with eyeballs everywhere. A guy standing at your car with, with a, a stopwatch stop and making everything sure under pressure. Yeah, guys under pressure do a really great job. Stuff is going to fall off. Okay. Well, and this, this goes to something else that I always say is that technology ruins racing. I guess I heard on the broadcast that they, they give the teams a website that they can watch their <laughs> caution clock. <laughs> uh, really? What the hell are you doing, NASCAR? Knock the shit off. That's so dumb. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> it really is. I mean, this is getting as bad as Formula One. Formula One this week was actually a lot of fun. We could get into that later. I think I just later. saw Jesse Twitch. No, I think that's his camera. Because <laughs> that thing's been through the ringer. Uh, so anyway, um, we j that race wrapped up right as we were starting to record, and Eric Almarola came out of absolutely freaking nowhere to win that one. Uh, he is actually, you know, he is actually pretty good at New Hampshire. When we went down, we had hot passes. Uh, we were in his pit, and he was actually really good uh, leading some of the race. I think they had some kind of problem and got mired back, but yeah. That's quite. That, that's gonna be quite that the shakeup. That day shake was the up. coolest experience I've ever had at a racetrack. Too. I still have my hot pass right here, which is kind of <laughs> yeah. funny. Sitting up on top of the pit box was so cool. Yeah, it was sitting next to Johnny Klossmeyer and all the other guys, like reading all their electronics and computer stuff. I'm like, wow, this is a nice place to be. And watching the pit stops up close, awesome. Yeah, well, especially when that guy got wrecked like into their pit and everybody went freaking nuts. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you want me to go down there and kick ass? I'll be part of the team. <laughs> I'm bored. I got nothing to do. We can't get fined. Let us go. Yeah, we're not part Lilo of your team. Dallas Multipass. We'll just go get it. Lilo Dallas Multipass. Yeah, we got it last time. But that's a great movie. Multipass. <laughs> that's a great movie. Do it movie. again. I don't think they got it. 
Oh, one more time. No, don't do it again, please. Anyway. So, yeah, I didn't see that coming, and that really shook up the points, like Phil said. Um, that's going to be uh, real yeah, interesting. Come to, uh, it went from, like, 104, point, 104 points at the cutoff to eight. Yeah. Just like that. And he was, what, like, 27th in points at that point? 27th in points coming into that race. What's funny is Ryan Priest was 25th in points. He was actually and doing still better. Is. Yeah, and he probably still is. Uh, so, I mean... That, that is garbage. Anyway. So, I don't really have anything else to uh, talk about except for the extraordinarily dramatic F1 race that was today. Verstappen did that to himself. A sphincter says what? Anyway, uh, so... I agree with everybody else in saying that that was kind of a racing deal. It was a 50-50 thing. I don't think it was all Verstappen. I think it was both of them. But uh, anytime you got two cars battling for the lead and one of them goes off at 180 miles an hour into a tire barrier, that's exciting. I don't care what you say. I don't care what your opinion of uh, Formula One is. It's exciting. Well, if if those cars could actually pass without having to press a button... <laughs> Then well, to be maybe they wouldn't have to be racing that hard on lap one, turn one, or whatever it was. I'll be fair. Uh, that doesn't actually happen until like two or three laps in when they release the DRS and when you're allowed to do that. So Lewis actually did a slipstream on him, like drafting him organically. So that was an organic pass right. that he was trying to pull off. And... I just mean like that early <laughs> in the race, racing that hard. Oh, uh, and we've lost Jesse. He has died Rip. of boredom. That took a while. Oh, with his last remaining strength, he gives me his uh, stuff for his social media. I'll... Is that a bill? Uh, it's apparently one of my checks. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, it's got no, uh, it's got no numbers on it, so whatever. Uh, anyway, um, so yeah, yeah I, I mean, just, I know Hamilton. I don't agree with the fact that they were racing that hard that early. That's the only thing I have a problem with, but it's it's kind of the nature of the beast with F1 because the cars just can't pass each other organically usually. Yeah. So they're wait trying till... to get everything they can get right at the beginning. So, uh, yeah, I mean, the next year's car Is came out. Not yet, bud. Give me a minute, would you? Um, yeah. So um, the next year's car is coming out, and it's going to be a lot different. It's going to have a much shorter yeah. wheelbase. And it's going to be, I think it's going to be a lot better for racing and make, and it, you see the size of the tires too. There's a lot less sidewall and stuff. So that's going to be yep. interesting. Uh, ha Ham have you ever looked up the actual wheelbase of those cars? Oh, it's huge. It's like a hundred. It's longer than our trucks. Frick, it's huge. It's like 160 something inches. Oh, just, he's died again. He came back to life and then he died again. He has risen. Yeah, he has. And then he died again. Boy, we are not done yet. Give me a minute. Uh, the wheels are falling off here. I should just let this thing go. Hamilton overcame a 10-second penalty and managed to catch Charles Leclerc with two laps to go, and he won. Max Verstappen was pissed because uh, he thought it was classless to uh, celebrate afterwards. But uh, anyway, that's all Formula 1 drama. Anyway, so you can find this podcast on every major podcast platform. You can find it on Instagram, at Making Labs Podcast. Oh, yeah, you can find Face me at GT5Mods. Can you let me finish, please? This isn't your show. <laughs> Anyway, uh, let's see here, real quick. Which one's Jesse? I think that's this chair. There we go. That's better. Okay, now. Except I think he's still showing up on mine. Anyway, 
Uh, you can find it on Instagram at Making Labs Podcast, Facebook.com slash Making Labs Podcast, uh, uh, YouTube.com slash Sid's View if you'd like to see our sweaty faces. Uh, you can f- send us an email to uh, Making Labs Podcast at gmail.com. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Brent Gleason01. Don't find me on Facebook, please. I, I, again, I try to keep that to people I actually know, and I think that's fair. Uh, you can find Phil at. At uh, PJ's Racing on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Okay, you can find Jesse at Facebook.com slash at insert song lyrics and Gab.com slash no rain. Eh, we didn't get any rain this week. Oh, I get it. I thought he was going to do something for Bismarck Key, but oh well, what are you going to do? Good song. So anyway, until next time, hang on a second, I gotta turn the other microphone back on. Roger, how do we end this thing? Keep the dirty guys down and bump it. And stay out of the fence. Thank you all for listening. Yeah. Oh, it's already gone. Goodbye, folks. I just want-